0: up everyone this is riley madison and you are listening to sunset flip radio hey there everybody out there in the radio waves welcome back to sunset flip radio your number one podcast for the art and sport of professional wrestling as always i'm your co-host the million dollar father mr thomas lisi sitting alone in the studio today because on the phone you can call me on my cell phone mr alex drayton the most handsome man on the phone how you doing? Oh,
1: what an intro! Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I got Julie here. She's also uh, the other co-host. She's the third man today. She
0: is. Yeah. Well, actually, the I'm Rock. Sitting duty. The Rock is actually co-hosting too because your daughter is watching Moana, so the Rock's in Moana, and then your daughter's watching the Rock act. So that means the Rock is hosting the show with us today, then
1: right see everything's always tied into wrestling right
0: wrestling is everywhere remember that it's the six degrees of moana here on sons of flip radio so i mean you know when when we try to when we try to dissect and we try to come up with all these different theories and all these different things that are going on you know we always say hey let's talk about the shitty parts in wrestling right so, I mean, I'm really trying to find a bad spot in the WWE right now. I mean, anywhere, everywhere you turn, you're turning. It's like a buffet. You turn around, you're bumping into all the food. I'm bumping into NXT Heatwave, which is a banger. I'm bumping into Raw, which is must-watch television, which is producing pay-per-view quality matches. And I'm bumping into Gunther and Shinsuke Nakamura for 20 minutes on SmackDown, which hasn't been that bad either. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's in the water. Whatever it is, it's it's coming out really good.
1: Yeah, I mean, professional wrestling, and I'm using the word wrestling, has uh, definitely made a change for the better in the last three and a half weeks.
0: Kenny Omega's um, back. Maybe that's why. So I'm just kidding.
1: Yeah, the cleaner. Uh, I'm good on Kenny Omega. Not <laughs> not a fan. I can live
0: my life without. A it's brother. all right. It's all right. The uh, the AEW is pulling a. Uh, WCW move and having their biggest match of the year for free next week, and uh, with Punk and Moxley wrestling for the uh, world title. But yet, that's just a desperate plea to Ahead get the attention. All, all in or all in your butt, whatever. It well, <laughs> All Out is on the fourth, the day after Clash of the Castle. But they're doing next week that match. It's just a desperate mm-hmm. plea to get a third member in it. And the fact that Punk called out, Hangman. Hangman's gonna get involved now. It's just a shitty, stupid way and to book a triple threat.
1: For there's his rematch that he said yes. for all out.
0: Yep, and then it's gonna be a yeah. triple threat for the real title.
1: That's a shitty way to throw mocks to the side, though.
0: It is, and then you're gonna. Like, I mean,
1: thanks for getting us through like majority of the summer.
0: <laughs> and See COVID. Later.
1: I mean that's the point of the interim championship I get it so like you know whatever but not
0: that way No. you could book it differently No. unless it's
1: going to be a triple threat I don't think that match will hit his head and uh, have a clean finish to be completely honest with you
0: and it's not and to be honest I heard that MJF might be coming back too. I mean, Whoa. if this is if this is a desperate plea for MJF to come back, then you're booking him in this huge way that there's no question that he has to win against CM Punk. Yeah, he, although
1: he shouldn't come back on free TV like that. He should come back at the pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, cuz remember remember spot, last year. If you're if you're on the heels of last year's all out, you had Adam Cole and Brian Danielson debut in a matter of minutes in between each other. Correct.
1: Right. Yep. And that was the biggest thing for a few months. Now look wrestling now out of
0: wrestling. Now look at them. Yeah, you that have was uh, a year ago, right? Yeah.
1: Uh, in August, remember there was speculation Brian was coming. Mm-hmm. They were about to do that show in New York.
0: Yep. In so, the Arthur ash Arena, which the year is makes, yeah,
1: for both for both, uh you know. uh WWE and
0: AEW. It, it has been one hell of a year and you know, a lot of roller coaster careers up and down for a lot of these wrestlers. Look at Karrion Cross. Look at Dexter Loomis. One day you're released, the next day you're on primetime television. You're you're carrying the ending of a SmackDown on Fox or you're this huge part of a show on Monday Night Raw where people Can are that that's clamoring
1: background that stuff's going on for. What's up? Like, are we convinced that all the stuff for Dexter Loomis—the car crashing, there was a trash can on fire, there was a random glove
0: that was like h- hanging out behind a thing—if you've seen pictures of that—yeah, everyone was are saying it was the fiend's glove. Or because they
1: look like they're getting the way back together. There was a thing with Indy Hartwell mm-hmm. on the uh, heat wave. Yep.
2: This Tuesday. Um, I
1: mean, whatever continuity storyline they're telling is so good. Like, feed
0: it's, me it it tells a lot because more. if you if you think about it, Ryback, um, <laughs> Dexter Loomis appeared during AJ Styles segments. Segments. So he appeared at the end of the Miz AJ Styles match, and he appeared during. The Lashley AJ Styles match. Mm-hmm. So. So that's where we're going.
1: It's an AJ Styles base. Uh huh. We need to get this guy in the uh, title picture
0: anyway. Who, AJ? Yeah, we'll he needs, yeah, day, he's, yeah, he's so good. Him and okay. Bobby, you know how long the match was with him and Bobby the other day?
1: 20 minutes?
0: 21 minutes and 47 seconds, to be precise.
1: It was a good match.
0: It was a good match. And I mean, AJ
1: Styles can bring it out of you, but Bobby Bobby Lashley is doing the Lord's work right. Now. Oh, Bobby's Bobby's doing Bobby. A great, you know. We we thought. Remember when he came back around uh, Mania Thirty Four, a mm-hmm. week or so after, and he was dragging his feet for a while. For he a was calendar year.
2: He but was even
1: through the Mania. We have seen him at at New York,
2: uh-huh.
1: but then when COVID happens and everything, he's got the hurt business. He's just riding this train that is
0: not stopping and it's getting better and that's the biggest point they so see they one, see something in him man.
1: styles and the how we view the united states championship right now currently with him being the title holder it's a great picture it's a good landscape
0: it is and, it, and if you look on the other side of the coin too with gunther or gunther whatever you want to call him it really It's a tale of two shows, but it's kind of the same, it's kind of the same wave. It's the same wave. You have these two dominant guys, size-wise, personality-wise, in-ring style-wise, that in a lot of people's opinions, don't seem that they can get beat by now, and it's really hard to find people that can, unrealistic, you put it on paper, that can beat these guys. The only person that I think that can beat Bobby Lashley right now, like I said last week on a our brand or an episode last week where you can get your podcast same as last week same as this week same as next week always sunset flip radio is kevin owens i think kevin owens in the past two weeks has com- has done a complete 180 turn of his character a complete 180 turn he literally said yeah that on Monday. he's the prize fighter he's the uh, kevin owens between him
2: and McIntyre is oh my, my god here.
0: that was phenomenal
2: I want that in my blood.
0: That was phenomenal promo work. You haven't seen Kevin Owens like that since he debuted against John Cena doing the promos back and forth. Remember, Kevin Owens has gone up and down, up and down. And the creative behind him, especially during his time in the WWE, not not NXT, when Vince was pulling the strings with Kevin Owens, he had no idea what to do with him. He really didn't. He had no idea what know. to do with the guy because to him he just saw him as another wrestler, another and hit, comedy act. Yeah, another comedy act who maybe in his opinion, yeah, he looks out of shape but he really is very good for a size. And he's doing great work now. That promo between him and McIntyre is ridiculous. The match between him and McIntyre was ridiculous and he still yeah. he still is on the beaten path of the only person that can be Bobby Lashley in my opinion. There's nobody else on that show right now that can be him. AJ no. Chompa? No. Miz? No. Ziggler? No. That's what do we
1: think about him and um <clears throat> Sammy Zayn? going for the tag championship.
0: Remember, he literally just said that's the one he hasn't had yet. Yeah, and I mean, I think Sami Zayn, you're going to see a different character from him because I think he's going to fade away from the bloodline and then one day he's just going to snap and then I I can just see Kevin Owens saving him and you have that tag team that's born because again, realistically, what tag teams can beat the Usos? There's not many out there and the ones that they have now they may be breaking up I.E. Street Profits. So I mean, if yeah. you're gonna create a new tag team, because you're not gonna bring Randy Orton back, you can't bring Randy Orton back. If he's hurt, especially when Riddle's in this I'm a hurt gimmick thing with Rollins, no, there's no fucking way. You gotta set up Sammy and Kevin against the Usos, which is a realistic tag team that can beat them. But that yeah. means that you gotta put the you have to keep the belt on Bobby because there's no one else that can beat Bobby, and that's perfectly fine. It's even worse on SmackDown because if Nakamura can't beat Gunther and Ricochet can't beat Gunther, there's no other babyface on that show that can beat the guy.
1: Right, and you haven't brought up anybody else
0: to to not Drew. I mean, if Drew wasn't going against Roman, I would love to see Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. That would be a ridiculous match.
1: The only person I would throw in there would be, you know, this would be a little couple months down the line here. Um, You know, your favorite guy on the planet, Big E, would be the only other challenger.
0: I mean, Big E's a long way away.
1: Yeah. He's, I mean... that's why I said way down the line. I mean, and then Guthrie's run would be pretty extensive, which is okay. I mean, you know, it's Intercontinental Championships. They're trying to bring some prestige back, and he's probably the right guy to have with that belt because he's just... his. His stature, who he is, like, he's just, you know, larger than life, and, and it suits him to have that championship. You know, we were talking about this on older episodes. It's a perfect thing.
0: I mean, the prestige of the Intercontinental belt has not been visited as much as it has in the past couple of weeks. and. Yeah. It hasn't had no that and
2: stuff. same thing with the United States yeah. Championship. It
0: hasn't had that prestige. I mean, people like the Miz have tried to done it before, Dolph Ziggler. I mean the Rock, Triple H during the Attitude era. But I mean the prestige of the Intercontinental Belt hasn't been felt since the names of Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect. And you know, we're talking we're talking eighty nine to ninety three and and they're trying to bring that back now, which is awesome. I wish it was yeah. the retro title, it would have been so much cooler, but I mean, you know, we us wrestling fans, we can't be as greedy as we want, of course. Yeah, I mean, you know, of course I'm a greedy fan. I would want the retro strap. But now, see, the thing that Gunther has is that he had the gimmick of holding a title with, with like that prestiged look when he was the NXT UK champion for like over two years, whatever it was, that he is confident with any belt that he can hold that's just that it's it's just the way he walks the way he talks the way that he wipes his feet on the mat before he gets in the ring every little yeah. thing that this guy does the mat is sacred that was that was like uh imperium's tagline I forever yep. yeah so like him seeing like me seeing him with that belt is He's the perfect person for it that it is it's the perfect person for that belt Because he, yes, technically it's a mid card belt. Yes, technically it may headline SmackDown once in a while, which is perfectly fine. Because remember, when you have a part time world champion like Roman Reigns, you need people to carry your show. That's perfectly fine.
1: He's the first person that would bring all this prestige back and the next person to. Be in line for a championship opportunity, like the old school way. How it yes, used to be.
0: The old school he's way. He's the
1: perfect figurehead for that.
0: If anybody, and yeah, he's any... been
1: on the wall for quite some time. Yep, he's if... going to be a champion. Luckily and fortunately for us, the tides change. Uh, you know, in personnel in the WWE, it you know due to uh, unforeseen circumstances, but nothing you know, that we haven't wanted or been talking and clamoring about for years mm-hmm. now. Give Triple H the book, and let's see what he does with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, our wish has come true with that. And Now, if anybody doesn't know what Alex means when he says the way that it used to be, was what the WWE used to do back in the day between 89, 94, maybe even later, is that they would put the IC belt on you first, and then yeah, eventually that... With, um-
1: Boston Rock Triple H that whole era right there at the Attitude era, that's when that kind of hit its its peak and then that's
0: where Well I mean you know, I mean you had guys like Angle, Jericho, Benoit, Guerrero, Edge, Christian, all these names were I C champions that became world heavyweight title holders. Mm, But I mean you know, back in the day it was hey, you're an IC champion for this amount of time you're basically a shoe in but the problem was when you had a a polarizing figure like Hulk Hogan as your world heavyweight champion, it was a lot harder for guys like Texas Tornado, Mr. Perfect, Rick Rude, Honky Tonk Man, um, like Tito Santana to be uh, world Heavyweight Champion. Even though, you know, st- you would hear stories about those guys' careers. Yes, a lot of them passed away, but you-, you can even look it up on YouTube about how there were times where, yes, you know, they would say, well, I was supposed to be... Like, when we interviewed Tito Santana here on Sunset Flip Radio, remember, you can get that episode wherever you get your podcast in your back catalog. Tito went into detail about how he was supposed to be a, a WWE champion, but... Vince in didn't Mexico, pull the trigger. Right? What's up?
1: It was in Mexico.
0: Yeah, he was supposed to win the title of Mexico. And, you know, when again, when you have polarizing figures that make you a lot of money, you put the belt on them so you can sell the belts, you can sell the t-shirts. That's just the way the marketing is. That's how Vince ran it. Vince ran it more like a marketing scheme than really a professional wrestling company. It's it's such yeah. It's such a difference between what Triple H is doing now and what Vince McMahon did before. I mean, yes, yes, like I said last week, it's only been one week. Yes, it's only been, what, three weeks now? But, I mean, in the three weeks, we have seen so much that we haven't seen since the Attitude Era and since a time where millions of people were watching wrestling that Raw drew 1.9 million viewers last week. It's the most it's been in a very long time. I'm telling you, man, they're going to hit yeah. these numbers.
1: Yeah, and they're going, you know, the other important thing to note is they're getting ready to go into what they normally call their down season because football is starting, so yes. they always know that they lose ratings and stuff. So with the influx of viewers and the changing of the guard, let's say, and just bringing it back to the way it should be, that might be a nice little spark to get them through this lull uh, for football and maybe bring eyes back, more eyes back on the product.
0: Yes, this is the worst time to be a wrestling fan. Like we always say, right after WrestleMania to around the beginning of July, and this time that we're going into is the worst time to be a wrestling fan, be a storyline stop. There's really no big pay-per-views going on. You get a lot of repeat feuds from WrestleMania, and you get some repeat feuds from SummerSlam. And that's just how it is. That's just the business. And especially now with Survivor Series being a brand versus brand, which what we think might be the situation, but, you know, it may not be fully. Um, you know, that's just how it is. So, yeah. But, I mean, what the WWE is doing, like like me and Alex talked about before the show even started, like they're taking away NXT UK. And they're turning it into yeah. NXT Europe. They released fifteen wrestlers today. Fifteen wrestlers from NXT UK were released today and because none of, of, them were bitter. No, they bitter. of the plans. No, they weren't bitter.
1: They were also happy. They were also thankful. happy. It's just so weird, like how the NXT UK operated on its own thing. Yes, under the WWE banner, but it was it was treated differently, the way it should be. And everybody's so thankful for their opportunity, and they can't. You know they're so happy, and compared to other people being released over here, and they're like already ready to take shit oh, down.
0: I hate and, you, and breaking
1: people down.
0: I'm know. I'm all elite now. hashtag All elite. Fuck, get the fuck out of here. Come on, dude. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's. I I gotta stop following these people on Facebook. Like these fucking wonky little. 15-year-old kid sitting at the keyboard, you know, hashtag AEW wins again. Hashtag AEW is number one. Listen, I'm not a bitter AEW fan, all right? I watch the product. I'm actually involved in the storylines, okay? But when you're making the desperate plea to try to be better than your your opponent, which is what they're trying to do, and you're not making smart decisions in your programming, then you got to go back to basics, all right? You got to go back to why people watch you. People watch AEW you know a month ago i can say this people watch AEW because they want to watch wrestling right didn't we say this before we said if you watch AEW you like wrestling if you watch WWE you like entertainment well guess what that that pendulum is swinging to be almost level now because the WWE yes it is wrestling. There's, there's a lot more wrestling, but at the same time, they're they're giving you these little these little shots of sports entertainment where you do laugh, like I do oh, laugh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like when Elias's uncle was talking, and you knew it was a oh. lot. Like I, I laughed. Oh, I, I, I pissed goodness. myself. Is
1: all of the Elias family members. Come on.
0: It was hilarious. Of,
1: like if they're getting rid of the um, Ezekiel character. What a way
0: to do it. Oh, That's that was scary. hilarious. Yeah. It's I want to know. Like, that one. That's I, basically what that was. I really want to know how Triple H does it. Like, every little thing that we're seeing, is it what he is thinking of? Or if is it his team that he's with? Like, who? Like, well, how? I
1: mean, you can, you know, you said the word team there. I mean, how important, you know, for us on cooking, right? We always bring this in at some point. How important the team can help get across and sell the program. Absolutely. And and if you buy in when you, if and when you buy in, everything's beautiful. But when people aren't invested and they're not engaged, you're gonna get shit.
0: You sound like and you that, sound like an HR director for, for a company.
1: Well, you know, you know, I dabble. You know, yeah. I am a head of a department, I am an executive chef, just as you are, my friend. Yep. So you know.
0: Executive chef by day, hopefully podcaster to the masses that night <laughs>
1: it's
2: for the masses. But, yeah for the masses exactly. out there
0: so I mean Clash of the Castle it's coming up soon um, you know I really enjoyed I really liked how Carrion Cross still gave a promo but they didn't actually get that much into what's going on he's still staying yeah. in the background Scarlet came out she did I her thing. They did
1: that promo backstage, and then after he was done, he peeked around the corner to see Drew. That was cool. That was cool. It's just little things like that. Like that's all you had to do. It didn't take a lot for all of us as wrestling fans to be like, "This is what we want to see." And in three weeks, we've we've gotten little things. They're not super big. If you put, they become big when you group them all together but it's the little subtle things that we've been seeing that makes such a world of difference.
0: It it absolutely is true, and that's 100% right. Now, like, we're seeing, like, all these weird accidents happening. Like like you said, the car crash. There was a trash can on fire. Police officers running. The glove of Dexter Loomis. This is just... Oh,
2: that was his glove.
0: That's what I think. Okay. I mean, people were saying it's the Fiend's glove. I don't know, but this is just. How
1: glorious would that be? That'd be <sighs> insane. God. But anyway. you talk
0: about marking out. I would take my shirt off on our live stream and just run around my house shirtless. Um, Tom would run down Route Nine, bare ass. Oh my God, the Fiend came back! Like if Dexter Loomis aligned himself with the nothing, Fiend. Uh, with nothing but less than Jake tattoos. <laughs> <I'm> like, oh, <laughs> I, I only got one. Is. Um
1: huge you know who that guy is he's got a huge hog, yeah
0: <laughs> the um no, I forgot what I was gonna say the uh now, like the mystery of Dexter Loomis, obviously it's with, that's what his character is all about. We talk about character development a lot here in this podcast about how to get your character across to the masses of fans that watch programming every week. He talk is about
1: a guy who says literally nothing, yes and is over,
0: yeah. But is That's he coming in is something. he coming in as a heel or as a face because we don't know. I mean, he's doing heel tactics. He's setting things on fire. He's crashing cars. He's trying to attack a j Styles multiple times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is he coming in as a heel, or is it so much more to the story that we haven't seen? We've seen a guy try to sabotage a j Styles on two different occasions. He's creating chaos behind the scenes. Is this a desperate plea to get? Yeah. The the belt on theory by bringing the family of the way back. Are we gonna see Johnny Gargano? Are we gonna see Candice LeRae? Are we gonna see Indy Hartwell next week on Monday Night Raw? You never know what can happen.
2: Something with that on Yeah,
0: we saw the uh the, the the love note that he drew for her for Index. So
1: like he was holding her, carrier to the back.
0: Uh huh. Like who knows what's gonna happen, but. They're doing this so well that you have to know, but you have to watch to find out.
1: You have to watch to find out, exactly. Now, I'm just... That's the best part.
0: We're it's, just two it's fans. It's appointment
1: view, viewing television the way it used to be. For every show, before DVR and mm-hmm. all that stuff, you had to be at watching television at 8 o'clock because, guess what, you couldn't forward it, you couldn't go back, and you couldn't start it whenever you felt like it.
0: Exactly, you now have to watch every Monday, Friday, Tuesday,
1: and everything in between all the premium live events now everything matters
0: now now we're just two schmucks that are emitting that now that we're just two people. Take two and multiply it by eighty thousand or one hundred thousand. That's two hundred thousand people that agree with us. That's two hundred thousand more people that are gonna watch your product. That's two hundred thousand more people that the numbers are gonna go up at the end of the week. You know what I mean? So it's it's just working they're so well. Tell two people, and then they're gonna tell two people. You know, it's that whole thing. Yeah, it
1: just keeps uh, snowballing. Yeah.
0: How a do you? Way. Let me ask you. How do you feel about the cards so far for Clash at the Castle?
1: Um, I like it. I mean, for a pay-per-view that we kind of knew where things were going months in advance when they told us, I think it's getting really good. And the reason why it's getting really good is because the product is really good. Mm. Now we're all really invested and I think the thrill of it now being overseat, well, it was always over in Cardiff, um, but just now it, it, everything just feels bigger, right? That card could have been ass under Vince. The same card that we were Take every match that we know now and put it in Vince's light how it was in June.
0: I mean, it could have you been know? like a like a like a Saudi show.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's coming up too. I'm curious how that's going to go, but it's for a couple episodes down the road for us. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, everything's just changed. Even the stupid uh, you know thing with Liv Morgan and um, Shayna Baszler. Like now, I'm actually kind of interested in that.
0: I'm interested because
1: there's some there's different wrinkles to a lot of these stories now that have more legs and I think are all positive.
0: I mean to be honest, off the record, I mean we can say whatever we want, it's our podcast, but <laughs> off the I mean, I don't know why I said that. To be honest True, really. right now I would I would I would wanna see Shayna beat Liv and then Shayna and Rhonda go at it.
1: Yeah, I mean that could be pretty. That could be possible. Who knows? That could have been the direction they were going to go anyway.
0: It could. It could have been. It could have been. A yeah. Liv Live could have been a placeholder. Okay.
1: I mean, you know, she's just uh, what do they call that? A transitional champ, right?
0: Yeah, it's the Big E curse.
1: <laughs> right. Right.
0: It's true though. I mean, Big E. You know, I love you out there. Thanks for listening. But, like, you got screwed. That's all I'll say. Um,
1: Here's the thing. When he comes back, I could imagine what his reign would have been like under this, what we're seeing now. How much more involved, how much more fun, how much more meaningful. mm -hmm. Because you put it into perspective a few episodes back. um, What do we remember about it? Nothing. Right? You you voiced that. and That was the answer. nothing. Nothing.
0: You remember you don't Biggie's
1: have to go back to it, but you know yeah. you remember
0: Biggie's run for nothing,
1: other than him winning and, and calling a shot and winning, yeah, that's pretty much it, and then the loss and then getting
0: pinned the by Brock accident. and then getting pinned yeah. by Brock and losing your title <laughs> on the first day of the year. Here's a good idea. Let's give Brock Lesnar the champion for, and you know, make him the champion and let him beat the guy that the internet and every wrestling fan in the world has been clamoring for three years to be a world heavyweight champion. Have him right, have a three month shitty title run. Screw you from Vince, by Yeah, the way. and then give.
1: You knew that's what he was gonna do. He said, "Okay, I'll give this to you." Yeah, and he... within a month he was like, "I'm soured on it," but I got something for you. Let's wait until here, and then we'll hit you with this. I mean, the Roman Reigns, COVID, thing kind of changed some stuff, too, but still.
0: Yeah, but I mean...
1: Because I think it would have been Rollins' title to win, right?
0: Yeah, it could have been. is
1: not that kind of where we were going, right? Or...
0: What? When Reigns pulled out of WrestleMania? Not WrestleMania. Uh, day one or whatever that was. Yeah, day yeah. one, that's where we had the thing. I think Rollins is going to go
1: over whatever. It's water on the bridge now, but still...
0: If you can hear, uh, you can hear my daughter crying. Hold on a second. Hey, Christine! Come on in and say hi! Never mind. Never mind. She's like, what? Never mind. I guess my daughter's crying. Um, no, I mean, it's just, you know.
1: The rock is singing
0: now in Moana. Oh, is she? We have have a lot of stuff going on. She loves it. We got the. And she's all about it right now. We got the rock singing. We got my daughter crying. It's another great episode here in Sons of Footbordia. No, but I mean,
2: it's kid day.
0: Yeah, bring your kid to work day, right? It's bring your kid to work day. I mean, but I mean, the rest of the card. You know, are we gonna see the Usos defend the titles? Probably not. I mean, if we do, it's gonna be quick.
1: The six woman tag. You have. I'm curious to see if the. uh, We'll get the finals of the. Um, Women's Tag Championship there Or we see it on TV And then it's a rumor that A night or two later is supposed to be doing the draft So
0: Now who do you think is going to be in the finals Of that tournament?
1: Uh, Raw or SmackDown I mean that kind of sways things In a certain way I don't see anybody on the SmackDown side winning that Let's be real
0: so it's either gonna be Dakota and Eo or Alexa and Asuka. Right. Hm.
1: But then does Naomi and Sasha pop up.
2: Exactly. Which
1: is highly likely at this point. But they're SmackDown superstars, so hmm. I don't know, I'm I'm really up in the air where this goes, which is not a bad thing. It's actually nice to to guess.
0: I hope Zoe Stark and Nikita Line lines wins wins wins.
1: That would be great. I forgot that they were. Um, yeah, I forgot they were in it. To be honest, I thought Zoe Stark was going to win on Tuesday. By the way, Jerry. no,
0: no chance.
1: Uh, I think the way they presented her, I I actually, and she looked like she teared up when she got into the ring too. By the way, um, she pulled the live Morgan. I actually thought it was going to change hands. Like, she the pulled the live Morgan. I, I totally yeah. thought uh, Mandy was losing.
0: I knew Liv Morgan was going to win Money in the Bank because she, she started crying when she got introduced. She knew she was going to win.
1: Right, well, and same thing with Zoe Stark. You can see her kind of like choke up and hold and like and uh grin a little bit and mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, I think this is where we're going. I mean, and then ha- the finish happened. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I mean, having, Now who's going to take it off? Right? Having
0: the belt on Mandy, um, I mean, I never thought I would say this, but Mandy Rose has Turned into a decent performer. I mean, she's gotten a lot better. What you don't think so? Yeah.
1: No, no, I I never thought I'd hear that from you.
0: Yeah, I mean, she's gotten a lot better in NXT. I think she had time yeah, to sure. blossom. She's got more reps. You mm-hmm. know what
1: I mean, she's got more TV time and, and time to have matches and kind of just kind of showcase herself. I guess.
0: I which matters. I do think that. Nikita Lyons will be a champion one day. Mm. I I think that. I mean, Cora Jade beating Roxanne Perez kind of threw me off a little bit.
1: I didn't expect it, but I'm not mad at the booking.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, Cora Jade is getting booked, I mean, I guess, to, to be the next challenger, but she already was before. Now she's a heel, and, you know, I mean, she's wearing all black. She's a new song. She has that. It's a that... little weird,
1: and then to be honest, Mandy is a little bit more believable as a champion than Cora will be.
0: I think she is.
1: I think Cora Jade, even though as a heel, will fall into the Liv Morgan category very quickly. Uh... Kind of soured on her a little bit already. Mm. Hey, happy you got it.
0: Um, yeah, but no, we're good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the other night, Liv was still getting those boos, and I mean, like, you know, she was playing the injury angle. First of all, she was wearing the worst shoes in the world. They're, like, eight-inch platforms. She's walking to the ring looking like an idiot with her arm in a fucking sling. And then, like, she did that bulldog, which was so bad because Sheena just put herself through the table. Um, that was a bad spot, but I mean, you know, she
1: put herself into the table because she was uh embarrassed. Yeah, <laughs> you
0: know? that's just how it is. No, but I mean, you know, the 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 Clash of the Castle card so far. I mean, we have a couple matches. You know, Rounds and Riddle. We all know it's gonna be a banger. I do think that six that six woman tag match is gonna be awesome. It's great to see Bailey back in the ring. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um. Hopefully, she'll come out with pants
1: that have even more pockets than the pants from the previous week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, like, like, like the big match, obviously Drew and Roman. And no, we're not gonna give our spoilers or our opinions. That's what next week's show is for. But I mean, I mean, on paper, I say to myself, how do you have this guy not win? And now yeah, with especially
1: the especially after Monday
0: night, uh uh-huh. And we'll see tomorrow. We're recording on Thursday. We'll see after SmackDown tomorrow. Um, I mean, with the presence and yeah. Drew, no matter what, even though Roman's not on TV, Roman still feels like he's important because Drew's making him important. The Usos make him important because it's all about the bloodline. Yeah, I mean Roman. Roman, it doesn't again. Roman does not need to be on TV to be relevant. He is the world, Universal Heavyweight, whatever you want to call a champion. He doesn't, but there's a
1: point where. That's got to stop, you know, There, there's only so much. So he's got to come back in just to kind of refresh and hit a reset. Okay, oh, there he is. He's seen him, blah, blah, blah. He's got a match. Okay, great. Now that buys us a couple more weeks where he's not
0: on. I team, mean, maybe know, like, that's what tomorrow, tomorrow is for. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Tomorrow or really next week, I mean... Uh, I don't know if they're doing like a contract signing or anything tomorrow
0: I forget they could I mean I, I mean they're probably not gonna do that I mean they'll probably have like one more face-to-face confrontation like typical WWE I mean maybe it won't be typical I mean typical thing in events would have been have the two guys meet for the last 10 minutes of the show and then brawl and then it goes to black <laughs> yeah, so true. I mean you know maybe we'll get something different with the triple H maybe he'll actually do something more interesting than that. So, I mean, you know, that's too early to tell, but I mean, the way it's been booked so far, I think, has been smart, and now you're, in, now you're bringing in Karrion Cross now, which plays into another theory that maybe this match will end up as a disqualification, maybe this match will turn to a triple threat, maybe this match has some wonky ending to where Karrion Cross now is looking more relevant than what we thought before. Yeah, I seen on the 434, you probably seen it too that the rumored main event for Extreme Rules which remembers in Philly is uh Cross versus McIntyre. Really? Yeah. I mean, they can do that with Roman as champion. Mhm. Cuz remember Roman doesn't have to appear at every pay-per-view. He right. doesn't. He wasn't at uh he wasn't at Hell in a Cell. You yeah. know what I mean? So we're just we're just living in the world where the part time would they be?
1: Why would it be a
0: main event? Mm-hmm. Like You know, you have to kind of think of it. Is it for a contendership? Is it for a vacant title that somehow gets vacated between now and then? You know, there's a lot of things that are up in the air. We're living in the world of professional wrestling where you don't need to see the same guys every week to be entertained. And I think with the whole part-time wrestler champion thing that they've been doing for a while now, when Brock Lesnar had it, and, you know, how he was come and go, and now, unfortunately, I never thought I would say this, but Roman Reigns is turning into that. I mean, you know, they give him this, they give him the contract, less dates, less appearances, but, you know, you've been champion for over 700 days, um... You know, you stranglehold, you know, countless opponents have come and gone and lost to you. And, you know, that's why I am so hooked on the feeling that you can't have Drew lose in this situation. Hometown guy, hometown, you know, stadium. But this... It's
1: going to be so loud. It's going to be one of the best crowds.
0: I know, but you want to know what I think... I'm giving my spoiler for all of our fans out there. Part of me smells that theory. Something with theory doesn't seem right with the situation
1: i you know what you stole my thunder because I thought about that too.
0: Can you imagine the booze of oh my 15, God, however many thousands of people sixty five thousand I think the x pac go away heat that this guy could get if that's the case. So, so, so what we're saying is, we're saying that Drew McIntyre finally beats Roman Reigns, the guy that's been champion for over 700 days, and instead of the fireworks and the fire-breathing dragons and all the stuff that we get, we get Theory cashing in on him on his home turf to become champion. Wow. That's... <laughs> That's even I mean, weird... That's, 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 that's
1: some pretty good TV. I mean, from a, a heel and
0: heat... And that's so weird. And that's so weird to think about. Weight. That's crazy. That's so weird to think about, but yet it's not really it's weird because it's a possibility. So maybe we laid the groundwork for next week's episode. Maybe we didn't. Maybe we just spoiled you, which is perfectly fine, but, you know, it is what it is. So... I mean, but you know, you're going to have to find out next week. And I mean, you know, when when we when we come back, you know, there's going to be a lot of things going on. That's the beauty of professional wrestling. It changes so much. So many things happen. So much more we'll find out about Dexter Loomis and Karrion Cross and Roman Reigns and and Drew McIntyre as we as we are on the heels of Clash at the Castle. This pay-per-view has a lot riding on it for Triple H's character, I think. Right and has a lot writing on his storylines and how he can run the the never ending story of storytelling and wrestling. Yeah. There is no beginning, there is no ending. It just keeps going and there's these different plots based off of the main idea of storytelling. Yeah, we're
1: getting ready to go into, you know, September brings a new season.
0: For
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Monday Night Raw, as they like to call it. So, you know, around the start of football, they say Monday night, you know, season premiere. So, you know, this one actually might have some meaning behind it for once.
0: I think it's going to.
1: Yeah, I think everything going forward is going to be... Everything, I think, is like a clean slate. Survivor Series could go back to what we want it to be. Could be a, a mix between three brands again, like it was a few years ago on accident and you know it just everything is wiped clean and we start anew and that started at
0: SummerSlam, even though that was like a vince product yeah it was in triple h's eyes and it still came out like a banger it did um so i i think everything going forward is in you know meant to be seen in a new light here and you know what if it's going forward we're going to be with you in the passenger seat yes here on sun stuff remember You can download us anywhere you got your podcast. Same as last week, just as better this week. You can find us on social media at Facebook at Sunset Flip Radio and Instagram at Sunset Flip Radio. You can email us at sunsetflippodcast at gmail.com. We're going to have our big episode next week, Go Home Show for Clash at the Castle. Go Home Show for All Out. If you're an AEW fan, we'll be talking about that yeah i mean we talk about professional wrestling but i mean the wwe has been in our mind for a while but you know we promise we'll touch base a little bit on that wcw like programming on his AEW, and um you know we'll be back with you better and bigger next week um as always i'm your co-host the million dollar follower, mr thomas lucy always joined the most handsome man normally in the room but on the phone this time mr alex drayton we are a Sense of Flip Radio. We are out for tonight. And as always, peace, love, and wrestling. And in case we don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Yeah.